and then I can say as soon as that's come on, you're yes, speaking. Yes, yes. Yep. We'll make a start. It is now uh, just after seven o'clock. Um, this meeting is being recorded. We are just waiting for uh, two members of the Cabinet who will arrive very shortly. One is being collected. Um, I welcome you to uh, this, my first uh, Cabinet meeting as uh, leader. Um, I welcome members of the Cabinet, officers, and Councillor Manel, who has come to witnesses, um, and indeed John Salmon as well. Okay, uh, the f uh, there is an, uh, an opportunity for the public to ask questions now if they have been submitted two working days uh, before this meeting. There have been um, no requests, so I move straight to item one on your agenda, which is apologies for absence and declarations of interest. Yes, Councillor and Rolf, I've had apologies sent in from Councillors Dean and Godwin. Thank you. Any declarations of interest? No, in which case I move on to item two, which is the minutes of the meeting held on the 25th of June, uh, which you have in front of you. First of all, can I ask whether they are a true record? I will ask that in their entirety. They are an accurate record? Yes. They will be duly signed accordingly. Uh, moving on to item three, uh, the business arising from those minutes, I take uh, item CA1, Two, three. Uh, within that, uh, no, I think it comes later. Uh, item CA four. Um, yes, Chairman, did you want me to read out the questions that have been submitted about those minutes from Councillor Dean? That would be absolutely perfect. Thank you. Okay. Um, CA four from Councillor Dean. Councillor Mawson has not received a response to his point about the tourist trail. The red rose direction signs which were installed over eight years ago at places such as Birchanger Roundabout and Stump Cross have never been part of a completed tourist trail. They lead nowhere. If the council is once again promoting tourism, does the leader agree with me that this scheme should be either completed or removed? 
Has someone been actioned to deal with the tourist trail? Feedback would be appreciated. In response to that question, as part of the draft visitor strategy, uh, they have listed the tourist trail signs and whether the trail could be brought back to life. The first meeting of the visitor group at which the plan will be discussed is in August, at which point I will respond in detail to Councillor Dean. So you've got to do two jobs here. Thank you, Chair. CA5 then. Um, Councillor Dean's question um, refers to street cleaning and recycling. He's asked Councillor Howell at the most recent council meeting whether there was any connection between the performance indicator on missed bin collection and staff absenteeism resulting in staff performing collection rounds who are unfamiliar with the routes and where bins are collected. Councillor Howell did not know the answer. I then wrote to Councillor Barker, who I think told Street Services staff to contact me. I have not received an answer. Could I please receive a written answer? Councillor Barker. Thank you, Chairman. Um, I think the easiest way for me to do this is to send Councillor Dean a written response to his queries, and I will do that within a week of this meeting. Thank you. Thank you very much. Anything else on CA5? If I could, Chairman. Yes. Um, Just a separate thing on waste on the final paragraph there, that uh, we have been having problems recruiting um, suitable drivers for our street cleaning operations, and we have taken the step of training up new existing staff to be able to fulfil that service. So we should be there very soon with getting back to a full up and running service. Thank you. CA6. On CA5? Six. CA6. Councillor Redfern. Um, just on the um, development of uh, the Catons Lane site, um, unfortunately uh, the Warden Local um, reported to the, uh, yesterday that um, we had given planning permission at Cabinet for this um, site, which obviously we didn't. It was just to progress it forward to the point of um, taking it to planning. And I, just, I have informed local members and the Town Council that this is incorrect in the local paper, but I would like it sort of minuted that we are aware that that was um, misinformed and um, hopefully they will uh, respond next week because I have sent a complaint. Thank you. Moving, Councillor Cheatham, CA6. Can I suggest uh, that Councillor Redfern writes a letter to that so a letter goes in to point out that it will be going to planning for as a planning application so that we get, we get it clear, cleared up in the paper as well. Moving on then, CA7. CA8, 9, 10, 11, 12. CA13, I believe there's a further question. Yes, Chairman. Um, Councillor Dean's question is, um, he states, Councillor Chambers is quoted as saying that proposals from Stansted Parish Council for projects to be funded from the Strategic Initiatives Fund, quotes would be considered, close quotes. On page 11, Councillor Ketteridge is quoted as saying that besides the projects agreed at the Cabinet meeting, other proposals would come forward in due course. What channels and mechanisms exist for consideration of other projects? Will they be open and transparent, unlike those employed for drawing up the list agreed on June the 25th? Um, Councillor Chambers, who has, uh, as I indicated earlier, gone to collect one of his colleagues, 
is, is still to arrive, so I will answer this question. Um, the Strategic Initiatives Fund was set up for the economic and social development of Uttlesford and for longer-term initiatives that would invest in both uh, commercial and social enterprises. Um, and as a, in consequence of uh, those objectives, um, a, an amount has already been agreed. Uh, that amount is, is circa £600,000. Uh, there remains uh, clearly a balance because the original fund was £1 million. Uh, further proposals will come forward. This is as a result of um, communication uh, within, uh, with councillors uh, so that an option to put uh, ideas forward is available. And um, to ensure that this process is, is effectively considered, uh, any further proposals will be put before scrutiny for their consideration as well. Specifically around Stansted Parish Council, uh, Stansted Parish Council did submit a list, uh, many of which uh, items were particular to a local council and therefore um, to be considered under other funding. Uh, but there is one item in particular around um, public conveniences, which Councillor Chambers will be following up with the Parish Council and the Clerk of the Parish Council. It's been an outstanding item and uh, UDC is minded to support if it can. As it happens, it wouldn't come out of the Strategic Initiatives Fund, uh, but there would, uh, the, the, the support had been offered in the past and that still stays on the table. So hopefully that answers that question. Thank you. Um, item CA14, 15, 16, and that concludes the minutes. So if there are no further matters arising, uh, the minutes will be duly signed. Uh, I just, uh, the presentation Seatum. that Mr. Braybrook gave us was quite amazing. Do we have any um, information of how that is going forward with regard to the memorial outside Cartwell Barracks? Does anybody know how it is progressing? I personally don't. This is a particular pro Mr. Webb? Uh, just to say, Leader, that, that um, he's being led by Councillor Chambers and Councillor Kettridge, so um, it is with them to progress forward. What I, did, what I can say is I had the pleasure of uh, being at the beating of the retreat at uh, Carver Barracks on Saturday. It was a splendid occasion, and they were <coughs> most uh, charming and appreciating the concordat that exists between um, the base and uh, the community. Okay, the minutes will be duly signed, as I've indicated. So uh, before I move on to item five, it was remiss of me not to welcome uh, to his first Cabinet meeting Councillor Vic Ranger, who is the Cabinet Member for Communities and Partnerships. Welcome to the Cabinet. You've been a deputy in the past, but uh, now you sit around the table. Thank you. Uh, just for those who are listening into this, uh, we have been joined now by... Uh, <coughs> Councillors um, Walters and Chambers, and indeed Councillor Howell, who chairs the Performance and Audit Committee. So I'm going to take items four and five together because these are members' questions, and I'm not excluding them under item five to matters on the agenda, so the questions as under item four can be on any matter. Are there any uh, members' questions? There are no members' questions, so I move on to item six. Matters, matters referred to the executive. Any items? 
There are none. Uh, item 7, uh, reports, if any, from the Performance and Audit Committee and Scrutiny Committees. There are none. We therefore move to item 8, and I call upon Councillor Redfern to address that item. Thank you, Chairman. Um, I'm sure members are aware that um, both of the next two items have been through several different processes before we actually get to this point um, and where we can present them to yourselves. Um, they've gone through the Tenants Forum and the Housing Board and we have full support from both of those committees. Um, we've carried out a sheltered housing asset review and both of these two items are of poor performing and the first scheme I would like to present is Hatherley Court. And I have um, here Doug Malins and Ros Millership and uh, my trustee aides and I would um, like to ask them to come to the table please because I think there may be questions that I will need their assistance with. Please, you're very welcome. Thank you. <clears throat> Hatherley Court is a sheltered scheme which was constructed in 1991. The building is of sound construction and in an excellent location close to the centre of Saffron Walden, but it has many problems. Uh, there are 26 flats, all of which are one bedroom. 18 of the flats have very, very small bedrooms and all of the flats have small and inadequate kitchen facilities. There are several other problems, such as the common room is on the second floor with very poor natural light, no reception area, no identifiable entrance point and no purpose-built scooter store for, or charging point. And I would like to say, as far as the common room is concerned, when I was um, Vice Chairman of Housing and Communities, we did go round to various sheltered um, uh, accommodations that we have and held our meetings in those buildings and actually um, Hathley Court was... Um, one of the most difficult ones to actually, one, find your way into, and one member didn't even turn up till after the meeting because he'd ended up in the wrong building. And um, the common room being on the second floor is um, really, really doesn't work at all. So I, I, I am very pleased to be able to bring this to you all this evening. Um, the proposal is to remodel this particular scheme and the tenants have been consulted. We have offices that um, meet with the tenants on regular occasions, go to coffee mornings and kind of um, hold hands through this, through this process. Um, so they have been consulted and um, initially they were very supportive. However, after the last housing board meeting, we did receive a petition from tenants stating that they do not wish the alterations to happen. Um, it turns out um, that um, most of the tenants have confirmed that they didn't actually know what they were signing and the lady who organised uh, the petition has now said, actually, no, I am in support of the scheme and would like it to go ahead. Um, so we do feel that due to the age group of the tenants, we can expect the old, old wobble or two from time to time and um, you know, it will cause um, tenants um, some concerns, but we are there. We have um, fantastic officers and they're there to hold their hand through the process. Um, to help on this particular scheme, we've arranged a visit to Greenfield's community scheme, which is um, on the 28th of August, and 19 tenants have so far confirmed that they would wish to attend. And this is a scheme that has undergone a similar facelift um, to the one we're proposing, and I hope this will put their minds at rest. The proposed remodelling will form a new entrance lobby with canopy, remove one ground floor flat to provide a new communal lounge with a uh, glass extension, and an outside, eating, uh, outside seating area. New extension to provide two flats, so we have a net gain of one. All the current flats will be remodelled and to provide larger living space and all will have Juliet balconies. 
All flats will be um, refitted with new kitchens and walk-in wet rooms. We will have a scooter store and charging point. And on the second, the second floor common room will, have, uh, will um, change and they will also have Juliet balconies and uh, sun pipes to increase the natural light. All communal areas will be decorated throughout, including the office and guest room. The current estimated cost is £1,699,223. I'm not sure about the odd three, but this is obviously plus VAT. This allows for all costs because we are doing a phased development um, and provision for this has already been made in the HRA budget. Members are re requested to recommend that these proposals are progressed towards the planning application. This will enable the scheme details to be progressed with further surveys undertaken to remove any um, further risks such as asbestos surveys, etc. There will also be a value management process undertaken which will look at construction details and finishes in order to remove unnecessary costs from the project. Initial discussions with planners and the conservation officer have all been positive so I would like to um, I'm happy to take any questions or we are happy to take any questions but I would like to um, ask uh, fellow members of the cabinet to um, uh, ratify the decision made by the housing board on the 22nd of July that we take this um, scheme forward to the next phase so that is the recommendation uh, point three as just articulated by councillor redfern that cabinet ratifies the decisions made by housing board on the 22nd of july 2014 do i have a seconder to that i have a second with councillor chambers um questions on this item councillor cheatham uh, you said that you're going to be able to leave people there while you refurbish is does that mean there's some empty flats at the moment or are you going to have to move people out to move them around because it is very important if you've already had a petition saying no we don't want it, it I'm sure it's because of the fear of disruption um, I will refer to Ros but it's my understanding that we do have um, empty flats there and we will it is our intention to keep um, tenants on site Councillor Barker Thank you um, 1.7 million has cost us £63,000 per flat. Um, how much tolerance is that? I mean, we, we've got to go to planning. How much are we going 10% either way? I mean, we've come up with a very precise figure there, but until we actually get the planning application and everything drawn up in detail, can you give me an idea of sort of the parameters outside which you, you won't step? Are you going to come back to us in two months' time and say, well, no, it's actually going to be 83,000 flat or 43,000 a flat? Well, again, I will refer to Doug if, I don't th if he thinks I haven't answered this correctly, but um, we need to take it to the next phase where we can get firmed, firm plans and have the surveys done and things like that to be absolutely certain of our costs. And obviously it is our intention to manage these costs down as much as we can. But of course we will be bringing this back when we have, um, when we have the, more, the most accurate information that we can get. But I don't know if Doug's got anything to add to that but that is that is what our intention is you know at, th at this stage until we can take it to the next stage and get more surveys done and more work done which I'm asking you to um, support we can you know this is this is what we expect it to cost but it is our intention to, we will be keeping a tight rein on it I hope we won't come back and ask for more but you know with our experience at Mead Court we do know that th you know sometimes things that can go wrong do go wrong but this is not our intention at this stage it was Councillor Walters and then Councillor Chambers
no question about that. And, but I had heard over the years from one or two grand that the, some of the accommodation was a bit tight, but they seem to be quite happy there. But I think this uh, remodel is going to be well welcomed in Saffron Walden, and uh, so I'm delighted it's been um, going to take place. Thank you. Council Chambers. Uh, just to say, Leader, that uh, obviously as far as uh, the, the financial side goes, then this is purely an estimate. I know Councillor Redfern is putting it forward. This is in principle that we go forward to the next stage. We are hopeful that we can actually negotiate it down to a lower price than that, but uh, it's better to be open and transparent and give people an idea of what the cost might be rather than an open-ended checkbook. I hope I'm right, Councillor Redfern. It's just giving you a, a good idea of what possibly it could cost. We do normally look on the higher side, and if they do come in, when the tenders come in, they're normally a little bit lower. Okay, any other questions? Yes, Councillor Lemon. Uh, thank you, Harold. Yeah, you know, this is an excellent uh, scheme, and I, I can only say how pleased I am that you know, our council is supporting sheltered accommodation in, in Uttersford. It's a wonderful scheme, and I'm sure it, I hope it will go through tonight. Um, it just seems a bit of a pity to me that um, there's so few... You know, these schemes are really what councils are about, I think, and it's a pity that so few members are here, particularly in, the, in our one of our opposition parties. I don't think there are any members here at all, which I find a bit discerning, you know, but um, I care about these things, and I think most people should, but it's an excellent scheme, and I won't say it again for the next item, but my same words again, yeah. both excellent schemes, you know, by... Where, where are our opposition parties here to come and say well done? But, uh, thank well, you. thank you for those words. They're much appreciated, but uh, I'm sure that Councillor Redfern will ensure that uh, the necessary publicity is undertaken. Any other questions? Well, maybe a question from the Chair. Do we have a prediction in terms of the life of this, uh, these uh, renovations? Is this a 20, 30, 40 year project? If I can, um, I, I would say, I mean, this is, this is my experience in terms of this. I think by, by undertaking these renovations, you will future-proof this building probably for the next 30, 40 years right. in terms of, because the, the, the fabric of the building is still very good. It's still a relatively young building, and all we're doing is actually dealing with perhaps the problems which possibly should have been dealt with when it was designed in the first place, just to bring it into modern living standards. So I would say you've got a building there for the next 30, 40 years before, okay. you know, you need to be stuck considering other work. That's also very helpful. Okay, uh, there being no further questions, uh, you've had the recommendation. Please show your support or otherwise. Those in favour? Those against? Unanimous decision. Okay, moving on to item nine. Also, Councillor Redfern. Thank you, Chairman. Um, I do have some um, pictures here that I'd like to um, pass around, actually, because I think it makes a big difference if you can actually see... Um, the extent of what we're talking about on this particular particular project. Again, much of what I said on the previous item applies to um, this particular item. Um, we have done a lot of consultation with the residents and um, 
with the parish council and with um, local members and um, members of the housing board. In fact, so we actually had a coach trip where we took uh, residents out to have a look at various um, other sites. One was um, a complete renovation or a new build at, uh, in Linton, obviously in South Cams, um, and the other was in our own remodelled site in Thaxted. Um, so I th actually it was really lovely to be out on the coach trip with the residents and other, other, local, uh, other members of this council because um, it's, it's nice to see actually um, how engaged the residents were with what we are um, thinking of doing and then to be able to actually see what a difference this could make to, to them. So I'll, um, enough of my romancing, I will um, carry on with the brief. So this is a sheltered um, scheme which was constructed in 1997. There are 31 flats, including a three-bedroom warden's flat. 22 of the flats are very small bedsits, and the scheme has become very hard to let. And over the last... Um, over, since 1998, we have um, had a loss of nearly 21,000 average rental income on this particular site because of um, it, the type of apartments that they are. There's no lift, small communal kitchen, there's no reception area, no sco scooter storage, no charging point, and small and very, very unappealing so-called hairdressing salon. Um, as I say, there have been um, detailed consultation with the tenants, and again, the, the offices are... Um, in the housing department, you know, absolutely um, take my hat off to them. They really do a first-class job of bringing the um, tenants along and making sure people understand. And obviously, we've done, we've, we're getting better and better at this all the time. So um, we are very lucky with our offices in that way. Um, and the tenants have considered both options, and the majority of them gave their preference for the new build scheme. The drawings and cost estimates for both options are a concept only at this stage. I repeat, they are a concept only at this stage. Um, and they do need um, considerable further refinement, following, which we will, we will have following consultation with planners and other stakeholders. Um, it, there are lots of things we need to do. We need to check out, again, um, the ground conditions, the asbestos surveys, and, and various other um, other surveys. The remodelling option will convert the bedsits into one or two bedroom flats. However, the total number of flats will reduce to 21. And this is still inc um, including the ex this includes the ex-warden's accommodation. The estimated cost for a remodel here is 1,568,000 plus VAT. Um, this will not deal with any of the other issues associated with, with this building. This building is old in, in those terms um, now, so a remodel on this, will, I don't think, or we don't believe, will, will not future-proof this, this project. Um, the new build scheme can be developed in two phases, and we would, um, again, we would keep uh, uh, residents on site, although they will have to be moved um, We'll do one side and then we will do the other, so they will have to be moved to and fro. But they, they do, those that are there do seem comfortable with this. Um, and the current draw drawing shows a new thermally efficient building over three storeys, providing 43 flats. The current estimate for this concept, again, concept drawing, is 7,374,110. Pounds. 
The scheme will include all the modern features that you would expect for a fit-for-purpose sheltered scheme. Members are being requested to ratify the Housing Board's decision to progress with this to the redevelopment option. Whilst this is the most expensive of the two options, it will provide the Council with a long-term sheltered housing solution for Newport and the, and the surrounding area. The remodel option is cheaper and will remove the bedsit flats, but the Council will still be left with a sheltered scheme nearing the end of its life. This option will also reduce the number of sheltered dwellings, so the, the, the redevelopment gives us an increase in flats, the remodel gives us a reduction. In progressing the new scheme, we will initially hold a formal pre-application inquiry with UDC planners based on the current scheme. This may have the effect of reducing the scale of the building in certain areas, which will have a positive impact on cost. So the, we, we have still got a lot of work to do to, to finalise this. We know we're going in at the high end again here. They may have other comments that will also affect the um, design of the scheme and the cost of the scheme. Other survey work will also be commissioned to deal with the risk, risk items so that contingency amounts can be removed. There will be a process of value management which will look at the construction detail and finishes in order to remove unnecessary costs from the scheme. If, re if the redevelopment scheme exceeds five million, then further budget will need to be found in the HRA business plan. This can be achieved by delaying the commencement of capital spend projects that we already have in the budget. Um, our current HRA budget, um, Ros has put, we have all sorts of requests from different members and different things going on. Every, we've put absolutely everybody's wish list in our, um, in our budget at the moment. So there are schemes that we could, we could delay or sort of smooth out so that we, we don't hit any bumpers with this, but, at the, but we don't know where we will be with this until we've got the finalised costs. So, in effect, we need approval to pr progress the scheme in order to firm up the detail and the costs. We can report back to members with the final scheme and its cost once we have gone through this process. So, again, I ask members, please, that you um, ratify the decision made by the Housing Board on the 22nd of July this year to progress this scheme to the um, planning stage. Do Thank I have you. a seconder for that? Councillor Barker, thank you. And uh, first question, Councillor Barker. Um, two questions, if I can. I mean, they're both the same, really. Um, we don't build many three-storey buildings in Uttlesford. Can I be assured that they won't um, impinge too much on the neighbours? And can I be assured that we will be working very closely with neighbours if we're going to have a major construction site in this place for months and months and months on end? Um, I think it's very important that we, we take the people all around on board with us. Um, you can absolutely rest assured we do work very closely with the neighbours. We have experience of this as with our other schemes, one that's um, completed in your own patch and the one in um, Stansted. And um, again, we do everything we can. I'm, obviously, we're not going to please all of the people all of the time, but we do we do, do our best. As far as the um, three-storey is concerned, I think you can see from the plans that um, the pitch of the roof is slightly unusual, and that is to keep the height um, down but maximise the potential of the, of the building. But 
we, ha we still have to get this past um, Uttlesford's planners. We have to apply it for planning permission in just the same way as any other member of the public would do. I mean, I hope that they'll see the glory of this, but whether they will or not, I don't know. So um, we will go through all the same hoops that anybody else would do to make sure we do the right thing for the, uh, for the area. Thank you. Councillor Chambers. Leader, could I ask uh, Mrs Redford just a simple question, really? Uh, thank you very much for the... Uh, which is good to look at. Have I missed something? Are you looking at solar energy as well? Because it didn't, it didn't appear as though there was anything on the map. Because I'm thinking about the future, obviously. Um, well, my understanding is we will have every energy efficient um, option that we can in this, and I do believe this does... In does this, this does include solar, but um, Doug is the expert. If you want further information on what we are thinking, I'm sure he'd be happy to give it to you. He is here to help me, so and I don't feel like I'm letting him, so I'll, I'll let him answer this one. Thank you, Councillor. Yeah, um, the, the proposal is to have some solar, either solar photovoltaics or solar hot water on the roof, on the roof panels, on the roofs to obviously deal with some of the cost implications with running a scheme of this nature. Um, and I'd like to say in terms of the three stories, you see that, as, as Councillor Redfern said, the, the barrel roof nature allows you to go up higher. If you were looking for a traditional sort of pitched roof, that often takes up the third story, so you wouldn't be able to do three stories with a traditional pitched roof. So hence the idea of using this like modern, uh, modern sort of um, uh, roof structure in order to actually be able to get the height of the building a bit higher. Yep, because I'm, I'm not very, not very clever on all these things. But because of the, the, the pitch of the roof, does that actually help with the design with regard to uh, trying to enhance the, the, the solar beams that you get on the roof? In, in many respects, it does, and I think also because you, you, it still obviously needs to be um, needs to be set in such a way that it's pointing south in, in, in that respect. So. It, it, it does help with that because you get sunlight more more of the day round because obviously it's not on a pitched roof. And I think the other benefit is is aesthetically because sometimes it's a personal thing, but I sometimes think that solar panels don't look so great on some buildings and they do stand out. Whereas obviously on a on a roof of that nature, they wouldn't be noticed by people who are walking on the street and walking and walking in the, the park nearby. So I think actually from an aesthetic point of view and also from an efficiency point of view, they will work a lot better. I'm conscious that uh, Councillor Cheatham wants to come in, but my, my, my point is around uh, solar panels. Um, I drive past a development in Fullbourne. Uh, you may be familiar. It used to be a, a, a series of flat-roofed buildings, um, and uh, they, they, they're part social, part uh, market-priced. And uh, I'm always um, note the level of solar panels on the roof here. I mean, it is a very high level. And I hear what you say about the aesthetics. I don't know if we'll get into a discussion about whether we like them or don't like them. But, but clearly, this is a major influence in, in this development. And I wondered, not necessarily just in this scheme, but whether every time that we build our own house, that we are using all forms of uh, solar energy to its maximum effect. I think um, a lot of the schemes, like the Fullborn scheme, particularly if it's affordable housing, the... Um, it sometimes depends on the area where the houses are built because if there's no gas supplies then a lot of the housing then relies on renewable energy forms in order to meet the codes of sustainable homes. Um, 
I think one of the, one of the things I think photovoltaics and, and solar hot water work really well. I think when you look at other forms of renewable, ele renewable energy, such as air source heat pumps, they can cause problems because the people living in the homes don't necessarily understand how they work because it's not a conventional form of heating for your home. Um, so I think it's a case... I, I don't obviously be led by members, but from my experience, I think it's a case of getting a balance right, getting the thermal efficiency of the fabric of the building spot on, so you get a very thermally efficient building, using the best form of heating, which you know an A-plus rated gas boiler would work the best because it's very efficient and it's easily understandable. People can come in and flick a switch and their heating goes on. And you know with thermal hot water or thermal PV to actually help with either hot water or electricity promotion, I think that's probably the best way to go in terms of using renewable energy sources. Thank you. Councillor Cheatham. Sorry to interrupt. I would totally agree with that. If you get too complicated for elderly people, it actually is, is very hard for them to take it on board. I actually just was wondering whether you're thinking of putting a green roof on just looking at this building. It does look like that it might be a green roof, which of course is another very good energy efficient way to keep the heat in the, in the building. Um, and I was slightly confused that you talk about en suites. I always think as an en suite is attached to the bedroom on a one bedroom flat, which is not always convenient because if you've got visitors, they have to walk through the bedroom to get to the bathroom. But maybe then looking at the plan, I, I think it's got two doors, so I don't think it is, but it was just confusing the words. But it's just re, re a green roof. Are you thinking of putting a green roof on? We it, this drawing does have a green roof, Councillor Cheatham. There is some debate amongst ourselves over whether we like green roof or not. I think this is something that, whether it actually ends up at planning with a green roof or not, I really don't know. But at the moment, that's what it has got, yeah. Can I just come back, uh, Chairman, to say that if you want to go and see a really good green roof. The planning department did an annual tour of the district and went and saw the classrooms at Howe Green School, which is absolutely fantastic. In fact, some of the innovations they took on there are really good with regard to heat efficiency and things like that. So Mr. Yes, uh, any members who attended the planning committee when it's been discussion significant development in Newport will know about the sensitivity of that community to flooding issues uh, and one of the advantages of a sedum roof is that it is a form of sustainable drainage um, and so that's an issue that will be teased out through the planning system. Councillor Howell. Uh, leader, thank you for letting me speak. Um, I'm, I'm supportive in principle of, of the new build projects um, and while the headline figure of £7.3 million may on the face of it seem quite high, um, I'm conscious that as a new build um, it works out about 171,000 per unit. The, the refurbishment we were talking about, the previous one at Hathaway, which was 70,000, 70, and, and I think the refurbishment at this site would be 75,000. And I'm also very aware that, that it increases the number of units across the district. So I can see lots of merit in this. I, I do note Councillor Redfern's comments about delaying some of the capital projects. And I'm, I'm not sure that the Scrutiny Committee, for example, has looked at the Housing Revenue Account Business Plan recently. I know it's not in the gift of, this, of, of the Cabinet, but, but it suggests I am a member of that committee, but not, I don't chair it. And I wonder if Mr Webb could pass on my request that the Scrutiny Committee look at the programmes within the Housing Revenue Account Business Plan 
I have absolutely no objections to this. In fact, I endorse the pro proposal, but it would be interesting to see what those projects are so we understand the context. Thank you. Any other questions? There being no other questions, um, I'm, I'm assuming Mr. Webber's follow, will follow that through. Yep, certainly. Uh, there being uh, no other questions, I therefore put this to vote. Those in favour? Those against? Unanimous decision. Moving on to item 10, um, appointment of members as the Council's representatives to outside bodies as shown on the attached list. Um, and there is a point to note uh, that I um, am the representative on the... S Thank you very much indeed for your contribution. Um, perhaps I could talk separately to you about Fullbourne. There's just a couple of queries I've got, but we won't delay the meeting. Um, uh, just to note that I'm the representative on the Essex Health and Wellbeing Board, which, as you know, is a statutory um, um, county body, uh, with, and the name implies what it does. Um, but you have in front of you a list on page 44. Um, there, are, there is um, one change to this list. The Council for Voluntary Service, Uttlesford, uh, the name should be Councillor Manell. Uh, I'm delighted that Councillor Manell is here tonight. She is the lead member for children and families and also the voluntary sector hence why it makes sense for her to be the contact with CVSU. Um, and whilst we're talking about lead members, for the minutes it gives me pleasure to announce that Councillor Paul Davis is the lead member for sport. And whilst we're talking about appointments, it gives me pleasure to announce that uh, Councillor Edward Oliver is the deputy to Councillor Cheatham for aviation. Um, the only other item which is over the page is that uh, I intend to continue chairing at least until May the Uttlesford Futures Board but I think it would be appropriate that Councillor Vic Ranger came on the board uh, and uh, that will be obviously subject to the board's support but I will be recommending that at its next meeting. If there are no other comments on that, I don't know, are we voting or just noting? Just noting. Okay, we note. Any other comments? Item... 11 is the uh, appointment of members to cabinet working groups as seen. I beg your pardon, quite right. The museum management working group, Vic Ranger, as the portfolio lead, is taking my place on that. Quite right, thank you. Um, and uh, finally, we're noting any, uh, any comments to note? Moving on to item 12, appointment of members to joint committees, uh, and this is to the West Essex Wellbeing Joint Committee. Um, I was there, um, Councillor Cheatham very, uh, um, was put forward and pleased to be put forward. Uh, I don't think ever actually attended a meeting. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't your fault. Um, but again, uh, as it's Councillor Ranger's portfolio, he, he will now sit on that committee. That completes item 12, unless there are any other items. That takes us to, presumably not back to 11, but on to 13, as it's quoted on my agenda. Uh, so under item 13, any other uh, items that the chairman considers to be urgent? I have a uh, 
uh, an item that needs to be considered in part two. I therefore propose that we go to part two and the reasons for going is that the information is exempt information under section 100I of the Local Government Act of 1972 and paragraphs three and five of schedule 12A. I so propose that we go to part two. Do I have a seconder? Councillor Barker. Those in favour? We go to part two. We're not broadcasting at the